welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 24th of June 2012, entitled Days That Change Your Life, and the Bible reading is taken from Haggai chapter 2 verse 19. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. We find that certainly here for the Jews, this was not great days in the natural Matter of fact, they were experiencing great chastening of the Lord. And even though the Lord had sent them warning and warning, they simply just were not listening to anything that the Lord was saying. But I want, you to, I want to draw your attention, because certainly as we look around us today, we find that this land, the whole land, was suffering because of their disobedience, because of God not having the part. Matter of fact, he used the illustrations to show them that all they were doing was really unclean because even though that they may have been going through the actions of bringing things to the temple and their sacrifices that because of the lives that they were living, those sacrifices were unclean before him. But in all of this, Notice what he says there in verse 19. He said, is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth. From this day will I bless you. Now from all natural appearances as they looked around, there weren't many blessings to be had. Uh, things were looking pretty bare. Uh, there's... Of course, as he's looking at them and he's reminding them of these things, in essence, what he's saying to them is he is reminding them, you know, to, to, to look around at where they are today, to look at what they have. In essence, they'll find that they have very little in the natural. They have very little to show even for their labors in the natural because of the lives that have been lived in this nation He's pointing out to them that not only have they had crop failures, but right now they don't have anything in the barn either. <laughs> there is nothing there that they can be counting their blessings in the natural. And he's reminding them to remember this day. Uh, he's reminding them to remember this day and that they'll be able to look back and they'll know that from this day, his blessing was upon them. As I read that and I thought, you know, most of us as we look back and as we remember, there have been a lot of great days in our lives. You know, especially when you've lived as long as some of us have lived, you remember some days more vividly than others. Some days, I mean, I certainly don't remember every day that I've lived since I've been on this earth. But there are some days that stand out. Why do they stand out in our memory? Why do we remember those days? Because they're days that made a difference in our life. They're days that somehow changed our lives in some way. The Bible speaks of many of those days, and that's what I want to just remind you of this evening. I want to remind you of days that change your life. You know, it's not only looking back, but the Lord is promising them here from this day, will I bless you. There's going to come a time in the future when you're going to be able to look back to this day and know that my blessings were upon you. I tried to think of some of those days, and as I looked through the Scriptures and reminded, of course, a day that just stand out and I hope stands out in each and every one of your lives is a day of conversion. You know, in the natural, 
We remember days of conversion. We remember days when something changed in our lives, when we were converted from, from one path to another path, when we came to see something very different than what we'd seen it before. I can certainly look back in my life, whether it be in the natural realm or in the spiritual realm, and I'm sure you can too, that I can look back at days in my life where something happened that changed my mind totally and completely about something forever. I would never see that thing in the same light again. I would never think the same way as I had thought before. We find that as we look through the scriptures, the apostle Paul, he repeated that day of his conversion time and again as he gave his testimony in scripture we find if we were to turn and, and to read Acts chapter 9 that we would find all about his conversion and what took on place that day on the road to Damascus. That was very real for him. Now the truth is, is that each and every one of us need to have a day that's just as real. All conversions are not the same, but all conversions are very personal. I don't think that you are converted without knowing it. We find that... Uh, in Acts chapter 13 and, and verse 9, we find that the Apostle Paul's name was changed. He was known as Saul, but from that day forward, he was going to be known as Paul. He had a Jewish name. He was a Roman citizen, but when he was converted and became a child of God, uh, he had a new name. He was known differently than he was known before. We find that in Acts chapter 22, verse 6, it says, And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. You see, on the one hand, I trust and pray that if there's one day that you can remember in everything, if there's one day that will help you to hold to this promise that from this day will I bless you, it's from that day of conversion. That day that you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't think the same way. Now, it may not have been a bright light as it was with the Apostle Paul, but there was a time when God, it may have been through the preaching of his word in a church setting, it may have been through someone else that was, that was sharing their testimony or sharing the gospel with you in some special way. You may have been on your own. You may have been reading a gospel track or reading God's word, but there was a day when you came to see your sin like you've never seen it before. And there was a day that you wanted a change to take place. You wanted a new path. We sang that great song this morning, being washed in the blood of the lamb. You know, the simple fact is, is that until that comes that day in our lives, we can't really count on these blessings. But boy, from that day forward, we can count on the blessings of the Lord regardless of how bad and bare that things may be around us. And yes, as we look around us, society as a whole, they've put God aside. They want nothing to do. And that is something that society as a whole will pay for. But you and I can still have the promises of the Lord here. In Acts chapter 26, notice what the Apostle Paul says here in verses 13 to 15, he says, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. When we were all fallen to the earth, 
I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Verse 19, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. You know, sometimes we fail to realize and think that, you know, when God turns that light on in our lives, allows us to see our sinful condition, we can either be obedient because he's called all men everywhere to repent, or we can be disobedient to that, to that light. But a day that will change your life, not only for now, but for all of eternity, is a day of conversion and we all need to know that there is a day of conversion in our lives, but we can take confidence and we can take hope that that is a day that we can never forget. It's a day that you will never forget. It's a day that you can hold on to and know this promise when the Lord says, from this day will I bless you. And we know the Lord's blessings. What does thinking about that day of conversion do for you and I today? You see, it was, the lot, it was the day that our life completely changed. And the truth is, is that if we don't know that's taken place, the Bible gives us one of the verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, and here he's speaking to the church. And he says, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. Truth is, is nobody else can examine you except you. Nobody else knows what's taking place in your heart. But there is a day that will change your life forever, and that's the day of conversion. And it's a day that we need to know because there is no other day that we will ever live that's important as that day. There is no other day and nothing else that we will ever experience that will change our lives like that day of conversion. But there are some other days as Christians that I'm reminded of in Scripture. I would ask you another question this evening. As you think back on your own life and on your own days, I'm sure that you don't remember every conversation that you ever had, but I'm sure you remember some. I'm sure there are days that you can look back on just as I myself. You see, I can remember days when every day of my life has not been a mountaintop experience. There's been some valleys. There's been some deep times. And, you know, maybe some people don't really think about it that often, but you're not the only one that feels like quitting sometimes. You're not the only one that's been in that valley when you just felt like, you know, it wasn't worth. You just didn't have it to go on. And we've looked at that in all different ways. You know, I can look back. Brother Carl, I can remember sometimes in those dark valleys. I can remember those days not just because of the darkness of the day, but I can remember those days because of something that somebody somewhere said to me. I can remember them because there was somebody somewhere that listened to me, that knew that I had a need. I could point out specific illustrations in my life that I can remember just as vivid as the fact that we're sitting right here tonight, a day not only of conversion, but a day of communication, a day when I communicated with somebody that changed my life. 
That had not I had that communication, had not I been able to talk to that person, had I not known that that person was listening and communicating, my life wouldn't have been the same. But my life changed because of that. Elijah had a day like that. We have one of his prayers recorded for us in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 37 to 39. Listen, Elijah cried out, hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. Those impossible situations. You see, I can't remember every prayer that I ever prayed. But I can remember times when it really, 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 you know, it's not just some made-up words, but it really did look pretty impossible. And it did seem impossible. And there didn't seem to be any answer. And there didn't seem to be any way out. I've seen those times, though, when with all my heart that I was able to cry out to my God, I was able to communicate with him because there was a day of conversion that I could look back to, that I could remember. And from that came a day of communication because there was somebody that I could always talk to, somebody that would always be there, and somebody when no matter how big the mountain was, no matter how serious the problem was, nothing was impossible with him. I wonder, can you remember times when you've cried out and communicated with your God and you know, you know that the results was answered prayer. No man could take the credit for it. No man could have done what God did in your instance. Oh, I could give you all kinds of illustrations and some of them, some of them seem, man, they seem big at the time. <laughs> I mean, they seem so mountainous. You know, when, when, we, were, when we were away uh, last week, we saw Mount Kilimanjaro. Man, that, that's a big mountain to look up at. I've had some Mount Kilimanjaros in my life before. They really look that big. I've had those times when literally I didn't see any answer. You know, I've seen those times because I can remember a day, a day that changed my life because I had a God to call out to. And he was always there. And he's answered those prayers. And I could spend the rest of the night just telling you about answered prayers and impossible situations and, and difficult places that I've been. That when I've called upon my God, he has been there and he has answered those prayers. Those are days that changed my life. Those are days that changed my life forever. The days that I hope that will continue to change my life. Days that change your life, a day of conversion, a day of communication. There's another day that will change your life. You know, in this life, it's not only being able to communicate with somebody, but you know, as you look back in your life, aren't there those days that stand out when there was somebody special that you were able to commune with? I mean, to spend time with. I mean that you needed somebody there in your life right there and there was somebody that was there and you remember that day. You remember that day because of that, that special relationship because of, of knowing that they were there. Isaiah had a day like that. 
In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 4, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. You say, Preacher, yeah, but that was Isaiah. I mean, that was kind of strange. I mean, we don't have experiences like that to do, do we? I hope you have days like that. Maybe God's presence is not the same. And, you know, so many times I've had people that have, that have maybe read somebody else's biography that was a story of their life. And they thought that their day of conversion should be the same as that person's, that it should be exactly the same thing. No, it's personal to you. God loves you. God died for you. God will speak to you and show that light and shine that light into your life in a special way that will speak to you. So many times they try to live somebody else's prayer life. But the simple truth is it's not somebody else's prayer life that's going to matter. It's your prayer life. And the sad thing is too often today we just we don't spend enough time. We don't have enough days of communicating with God. But I want to tell you something. We don't have enough days of communing with God. I mean of knowing God's presence. Not just talking to him and knowing that he's there and knowing that he's going to hear your prayers. You can do that. But I'm talking about days when you know he's right there with you just like this. You see, there's days in my life that I know that. There's days that I can remember. I, I, I can't remember all the days but boy, there's special days that I've spent with the Lord that I'll never, ever forget. Days that have changed my life and days that hopefully will continue to change my life. You know, those times when God's presence was so real. I've shared some of those experiences with you in the past, and I'm not going to make a list of them here this evening. But I'm talking about days when God's presence was just as real as your presence and my presence here. I knew that it was God that was there with me. I knew that it was God that was speaking with me. I mean, I'm talking about those times when it might have been in prayer, it might have been in, in meditating in his word, but times when he was there and he was so real that I honestly believe that an earthquake could have come along and, and literally opened up and swallowed me up and uh, I wouldn't even have known that it happened probably because his presence was so special just as it was to Isaiah. That's days that will change your life. But the problem is, we have too few days of really communicating and communing with God, of spending time with him, of knowing that we're in his presence, knowing that he's the one that is there. But I'm saying, folks, he's real, and he's there, and he's there for us today. And as we look back, if we're honest, some of those days are the days that have changed our lives forever. And it's those days that we still need now. It's not just days of conversion and communication and communion. Well, I think of some others that have changed my life, and that's days of counsel. <laughs> you know, the psalmist begins with some pretty sound advice in this matter in the very first psalm that's written for us. He said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. But unlike the shaft which the wind driveth away, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way to the ungodly shall perish. You see, we all know in the natural world, there are days. There are days when someone has given us counsel. Someone has given us advice that has changed our lives forever. You've heard me give you many illustrations in the past where that so many times, so many times those seemingly insignificant, unimportant choices and decisions that we make that we never really think about all the consequences and yet some of the simplest of decisions, some of the simplest of choices have changed the course of our life forever. Literally, we find that the Bible is being very clear here that we ought to be very, very careful who we take counsel from. One of the great Proverbs in Proverbs 1.5 says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. All through Scripture, we find the examples of God sending his counsel to his people using his servants, using his word, using angels, using all kinds of means, bringing his counsel to his people. Today, God has preserved his counsel for us. We have it before us. We have it in our hands. We don't have to question it or doubt it or anything whatsoever. This is what God has to say on the subject. You see, now maybe you haven't been as foolish as me but I can also remember days where I have been given wise counsel, but I foolishly haven't listened either. I can look back, you know, very practical. Sometimes they seem to have nothing to do with our spiritual life whatsoever. I can remember a business venture as, as a young man that I was embarking upon, and, and I was excited about it. And I mean, I was truly excited, but this partnership, though they were good people, they were non-Christians. Well, at the time when I talked to my pastor, and my pastor advised me, he gave me a very simple scripture. He said, the Bible tells us not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. He said, you need to pray seriously about this because if you're going to yoke yourself together in a business with unbelievers, and I believe as a child of God that that could bring serious problems later on. Well, I thought I knew what I was doing. I was young, energetic, and foolish. And I set out on that venture. And the simple truth was is that, yes, these other two partners, one was a Christian, one was a non-Christian. And I could tell you many things. But in the end, needless to say, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars. Because, not because anybody was a bad person, but because believers and unbelievers, they don't have the same goals in life. The same things are important to them. And the fact was you can have very good people, very honest people, very trustworthy people, but the direction your life is going is definitely not the same if they're unbelievers. 
You see, God gives us counsel. He gives us wise counsel. We have that in his word. And the Bible tells us over and over, you see, the church today, you know that as we, if we've looked and, and in the book of Revelation, we look at all that prophecy and we have the, the letters to the seven churches there and that last one, that last one is to the church at Laodicea. Can I turn your attention there this evening as we look to the book of Revelation chapter 3? The book of Revelation chapter 3. Notice here that the message of to Laodicea in their state at that time is a very simple one. It says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Verse 18, what does it say? What's the first two words? I, what's the next word? Counsel. I'm giving you some advice, church. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Don't be focused upon what this world can give you. That thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. You see, this counsel, this advice, first of all, God says, look at your state. You don't recognize your own need. You think you're in good shape. You think you've got everything going for you. You think you're safe and secure. He says, you don't realize. You don't realize the condition that you're in. He says, I want to give you some advice. I want to counsel you. You see, a day that will change your life forever, a day that will change your life, it is a day of conversion. It is a day of communication. It is a day of communion, of spending time with him. It's a day of counsel. I've admitted to you. <laughs> I've... I've I've taken some pretty bad counsel before. <laughs> I've listened to the wrong people. Even after God's word says, no, no, you're not supposed to be listening to those people. But God gives us the perfect counsel. I'm saying that today, remember what did the verse say? That from this day will I bless you. Everything was bad. Everything was bleak. There were no obvious blessings to be seen. But Haggai the prophet, he reminds them of why it's that way. But he gives them this great promise from God, from this day will I bless you. And I want to give you one final this evening. From this day, you see, I believe with all my heart, wherever you are this evening, whatever you're facing this evening, whatever you're going through, 
We saw the verse a while ago. He said, examine yourself. Be honest with, with where you are. As a child of God, God wants to bless you. God wants your life to be one that he can bless and not chasten. You see, a day that will change your life is not only a day of conversion, of communication, of communion and counsel, but thank God a day of chances. <laughs> Preacher, you believe in chance? No, not that kind of chance. Chances that are given. I'm sure glad God's given me second chances a lot of times. <laughs> I'm sure glad that even when I've been foolish and I've made wrong choices, that I haven't been where I needed to be. You see, John Mark got a second chance. Jacob got a second chance when he came back to Bethel. I can remember my own personal life. Well, I thank God he gave me a second chance. I can remember that some of the darkest days of my life were the days when I went away from the Lord. He never left me. But you know, the, the world had its draw. It all seemed like such a great thing, and it seemed like so much fun. And I can still look back, and I can see there was, there was never a day in my life when I decided I'm going to turn my back on God. But well, there was a day when I, I saw where I was at, and I tried to figure out how I got there. I didn't even know how I got there. I never planned on getting there. I can still remember that day. 35 years ago, yes, I was already a Christian. Yes, I had earnestly repented as a, as a young lad, and, and, and I meant that with my heart. But Brother Carl, I remember 35 years ago. I remember that, that day just as clear as any day that I've ever lived. Oh, I remember God communicating well with me and counseling me that morning. I remember the message was coming through loud and clear. And you know what? Even then... I know you've never been there, and I know you wouldn't believe it of me, but I was actually stubborn that day. <laughs> no, Lord, <laughs> that's not really, that's, that's, that's not the situation. I'm just fine like I am. I'm enjoying the path that I'm taking. Trying to convince myself, I think, as much as God. But I can remember that Sunday morning, a day that changed my life forever, Sister Joe day that my, life, my wife come to know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, the day that God gave me a second chance. Boy, I, <laughs> I'd been about as lousy a Christian as a Christian could be. <laughs> I'd let him down about as bad as he could be let down. Thank God he didn't turn his back on me. Thank God he was still waiting with open arms. And that was a day that changed my life, not because I've suddenly been perfect since then, but I certainly had a different heart and a different desire because I ended up somewhere I didn't want to be. I thank God that from that day, God's blessings have been different than they were before because he had a different place. You know, he was, he was there. I was a Christian. I was saved. I was on my way to heaven, all those things. Boy, he had a pretty loud position in my priority of things. But today... There's a day that will change your life forever. That's a day of chances given by our God because he loves us so much. Don't matter what we've done in the past. I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't matter when it comes to forgiveness because he's ready to give second chances today. He's ready to give that chance right now to anybody that needs it. 
You see, today, we might ask ourselves, we've looked here and the prophet Haggai, you know, the thing that just stood out to me in that, in that reading as we read it is, man, such miserable, horrible days. And, and looking around, you know, boy, there was a lot to be depressed about. But the Lord made a simple promise. He said, from this day, will I bless you. There's some days. You see, we live an awful lot of days that are just other days because as, as we've looked at this tonight, as I look back on my life, I'll be quite honest, there's more days that I don't remember than I, days that I do remember. There's a vast majority of those days that were just other days, days that ran into days that ran into days because nothing really spectacular happened. I was just living. I was just getting to another day. But boy, there's some of those days that changed my life forever. There were some of those days, just like that day of conversion spiritually, days when something happened that changed my mind about something forever, that I would never be the same. Days of communication, days of communion, of being with somebody that God used in a magnificent way. Days of counsel that God has given me counsel through individuals, through his word, through all kinds of means. Days of chances when God said, yes, I'll forgive you again. I'll forgive you again. And I guess the real question for us this evening is, you know, is maybe today one of those days that will change your life? Or is it just another day that will be marked off the calendar? You see, I believe this too. I believe that with God, every day can be a life-changing day. I believe that with God, we don't have to waste days. We don't have to just get through another day and get to the next day. Today can be a day of conversion or communication or communion or counsel or chances given. Maybe right now, maybe God is just offering you another chance, a chance for this day to be a day that will change your life forever. Maybe the real question is right now is, do you really want to miss that chance? Do you want to just throw it away? Or do you want to grab hold of it? Because it can be a day, a day that matters, a day that will change you forever. Father, I thank you this evening. Lord, as we've looked at this passage this evening, I can only say that, Lord, earlier in the week as I was reading this passage and you were speaking so clearly to my heart, and Lord, as you reminded me of days in my life that had made such difference, that it changed my life forever. And Lord, there's a lot of those things in the physical realm, but Lord, thank God there's some in the spiritual realm as well. And Lord, I pray this evening because you knew when you gave me this message exactly who would be here. You knew who needed to hear this besides me because I know that I needed to hear it. I know that I needed to be reminded that from this day, I can count upon your blessings. And Lord, I pray here this evening that in the hearts of each one that is here, Lord, you know the need. 
You know the situation. You know, Lord, that this day could be a day that will change their life forever. I pray that if that's the day for someone here tonight, that they won't just throw away that opportunity, that chance. I pray that even right here, they'll let it be a day to change them, a day that will change their lives and that from this day, they can know your blessings in their life. Of course, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. 